You know what time it is No matter where you've been So let's do it again Listen up and let the sun shine And we've got soul training Time to practice what you preach Hey, Daniel, do you know that some things are just really hard to understand? I did know that. I've, I've observed that over the years. What is? Why do you think people have a hard time understanding the multi-purposes and uses for our masks that we wear to help control the coronavirus? Here, I thought we were going to talk about something non-controversial like the Trinity, and here you're bringing out masks. Oh, we are. Well, I was just going to talk about what are like. Here's some things I've I found good about the masks. In addition for its intended purpose, it's good for the dash. I like to wipe your dash <laughs> off. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I'm always in a hurry, and I drink a lot of coffee. And I know a lot of people will, may not be surprised to hear this, but I don't always brush my teeth, so it's a nice uh, it's a nice little filter. It's a breath shield. It is breath shield. And you got to smell your own coffee breath there. You're trapped in there with it. Yeah, and that, but that's that's fine with me. I mean, that's uh, it. Just kind of makes me think about more coffee. You know, Cade wears one of those gators. I like and, those. Uh, he's already pl- he's told me he's going to wear it as a scarf whenever the time <laughs> gets cold. He's put that pu- putting the puppy on and using it as a scarf to stay warm. I like it. You know, I mean, I think you know Jesse James. He was ahead of his time. They used to have the <laughs> the little bandanas you know nobody complained about that too much uh hey when i was a kid we used to always wear a mask when we went door to door nobody complained asking for candy sure yeah no and it was once a a year once a year yeah (laughs) and you know and the other thing i was going to share with you about something's misunderstood is uh sometimes i get sleepy if i haven't had enough coffee and i'll yawn if i've got a mask on People don't know that I'm bored with what they're saying or what they're talking about. Or if I'm really mad at somebody, like while they're talking to me, I'll stick my tongue out at them. That would be an interesting experiment because, you know, yawns are, are contagious. But if, if the yawn is covered by a mask, does that reduce the uh, contagiousness of the of the? Well, there might be some yawns happening out there in our listenership. Yeah, it might be. I, we'll, uh, and the, the other big thing we're going to talk about that – Maybe uh, some folks uh, struggle with that, that is controversial, but until you understand it, is the the Trinity. Uh, I know that that's some of the one thing we try to do with soul training is because all souls are important. We try to cover topics that uh, you may not hear on just any Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday or in just in a general Bible class. Or if you have, you haven't heard a lot about those topics and the Trinity, the Godhead and the Trinity. Um Along those lines, so we're going to spend a few minutes talking about that. So, uh, Daniel uh, and Joe, if either one of y'all like to jump in and just maybe define or what is when you hear the word tr- Trinity, uh, what would you respond with? Well, you know, it's something that there's an enormous amount of confusion about, and I've I've met uh, a lot of Christians that basically throw their hands up and they're like, you know, it's it's something that they just can't quite wrap their mind around. They just kind of accept it for what it is, but don't really understand it. It causes confusion with people that aren't Christians. You know, do we believe that there's one God? Do we believe there's three gods? What What's the deal with that? What's that all about? You know, the that's a real stumbling block for Muslims that uh, I've studied with. They they believe that uh, 
they think we're not monotheists. They think that we believe in, in multiple gods because we believe the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are, are all God and, and are all distinct from one another. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, we believe in a God with these three personalities, uh, three aspects to his personality. So, you know, is, is, that, is that an unhealthy God? Is that a God with, uh, you know, multiple personality disorder? Is he, uh, what, what's, what's that all about? Um, so it is, it is hard to understand, but I guess just to lay out what the doctrine of the Trinity actually is, is we believe that the Bible teaches that the Father is God, that the Son is God, that the Spirit is God, but that the Father is not the Son, and the Son is not the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father. And so they're all one and yet distinct uh, in in meaningful ways. So, yeah, you can understand why that gives people a hard and time. People just kind of want to throw their hands up and go, well, you know, we'll just talk about something you know, easier, easier to understand or less controversial. I, I did want to go back to one thing you mentioned, uh, studying with some uh, Muslim students or, or just conversations. What was their reasoning, reasoning or justification uh, for, for believing uh, in, in poly? They think we're polytheistic. Because we believe Jesus is God. But, I mean, I didn't, they, but they didn't have any, like, scripture or anything reasons or hard evidence or anything like that uh, no they're, they're just gonna they're gonna point to the, the the terminology the bible's claims and the quran's claims of the uniqueness of god that god is is one you know deuteronomy 6 uh, 4 and 5 says here o israel the lord our god the lord is one in Isaiah chapter 45, verses 5 and 6 it says i am the lord and there is no other there is no god besides me and there at the end of verse 6, he comes back again and says, uh, there is none besides me. I'm the Lord, and there is no other. And so the Bible's pretty strong in teaching that God is, is, is one, that there's only one God, and yet we get this idea that God also has a plural nature to him. In Genesis chapter 1, the very first chapter of the Bible, verse 26, he says, let us make man in our image. Um, you know, maybe the, the best place that we can see the Trinity uh, very, very clearly all in one place is, is at the baptism of Jesus. You know, over in uh, Matthew chapter 3, Jesus is, is being baptized, and we see verse 16 says, After he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on him. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. All right, so we see there in this one scene, you've got Jesus and the Son in the, the form of a man there. You've got the Spirit in the form of a dove that's come down and sit on him. And you've got the voice of the Father coming out of heaven. So all three aspects of the Godhead are seen in, in distinctive forms here in this, this one scene. And I've kind of heard it explained too. It's, it's always made sense to me. I mean, in addition to what you're saying, is you think about liquid, solid, and gas. You think about water. You think about uh, there's water or there's liquid, then there's a solid, then there's gas. It's all the same, but in different forms for different uses. You might say I've heard. So I've heard that explained, and and I've embraced that. I never that never confused me. That 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 illustration has never confused me at all. Yeah, I've I've heard that one before, and I've I've heard uh, the egg illustration and the apple illustration. You know, the egg people say, 
uh, you know, the shell is the egg, the yolk is the egg, and the white is the egg. Um, and yet they're all distinct from each other. People talk about the apple. You've got the the core and the skin and the, I guess you call the meat uh, of the apple. Uh, those are all apple. But the the way, I, I think all those are okay. The one that really uh, I've, I've latched on to over the years is um, go, going back to what I, I read a moment ago from Genesis chapter 1, verse, verse 26, where... God is is about to he's making man and he you know that idea of a of a multiple nature is is there as he says let us make man in our image according to our likeness so there the the trinity is being emphasized as he's talking about we're going to make man in in our image all right so us being made in the image of God uh we normally think about that as as being a reference to our eternal soul that we have that that spirit we're spiritual creatures uh, like God is as opposed to uh, the rest of of creation perhaps um, anyway but what if a part of being in God's image is that we also have not necessarily a triune nature but a, a multiple nature and here's here's how I would would explain that as we look at the greatest command. And as as first uh, explained in Deuteronomy 6, verse 5, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. That's referenced again, uh, you know, in Matthew, Mark, and and Luke. Uh, So there, you know, Matthew says heart, soul, and mind. Mark and Luke say heart, soul, mind, and and strength. Um, You know, all those aspects are are you. Your, Your heart is you. You know, I say, I feel happy or I feel sorry or I feel compassion when I say I there I'm, I'm talking about my, my heart as I describe my feelings and and it's me that's how I feel my mind is also me if I say I think this makes sense that seems logical to me I'm talking about my my mind but I'm still saying I and me I'm still my mind is is still me my body also is me. The doctor says to me, you know, are you in pain? Is this hurting you? And I'm not going to say, no, it doesn't hurt me, but it does hurt my body. It hurts us. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to talk in uh, <laughs> first-person plural either. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it, it hurts me. It, it's me. Uh, your soul is you. you know, say, I'm saved. You're talking about that eternal uh, soul. But your heart is not your mind. You know, sometimes we feel conflicted. Conflicted, we say, "My head says no, but my heart says yes." Well, which one is it? It's it's both. They're both you, but they're they're not the same. Your heart's not your mind. Your mind's not your body. Uh, you know, you talked about yawning earlier. And sometimes it might be in a situation where I've got my mask on. How'd you? How could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, I can tell. I see through these things. It's in your eyes. You know. Um, Maybe maybe you've been driving a long time. Maybe you're uh, sitting through a, a long sermon or lecture or something like that, and you, know, you your your mind and your heart say, "I really want to stay awake," but your body says, "No, uh, your body is is just too sleepy." You know, That's Jesus, never happened to me. Never happened to no, you. No, it I'm happens joking. to me I'm now joking. and again. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, Jesus references that with his apostles when he said, "The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak." Um, 
And then also your body is is not your soul. You know, when somebody dies, oftentimes people say, well, he's in a better place. And they're not talking about the body. The body is in the, the casket, it's in the ground. Uh, but they still say he is in the better place. All right, so if your heart is you, your mind is you, your body is you, your soul is you, but your heart's not your mind, your mind's not your body, your body's not your soul, all are you and yet all are distinct from one another, I think that very much may be like how... Uh, God is. And so as we understand ourselves, we better understand the the nature of of God. And that's that's just a way I've come up with that um, that I can wrap my mind around it and heart body. But so, I got I got a question. Okay. Very good. And we've we've talked about this a little um which actually led to this episode. But you know when you read the Bible, you're reading about Jesus praying to the Father, mm-hmm. um, the Holy Spirit at times is sent, I guess, from the Father in heaven between the three of them. Is there equality? Is there a pecking order? Um, and then also, Jesus is the Son, mm-hmm. the only begotten Son. We all agree He's the Son of God. Explain exactly what that means, though. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, the, the the pecking order. Let's let's address that as uh, Jesus in his because he's appealing to the Father. Appealing to the Father. Yeah. So when when he takes on flesh and, and comes to the earth, he he empties himself of some of his his greatness. He is all God, but he's also all man while he's here. And so he, he does kind of take this uh, subservient type of, of, of role there while he is uh, on the earth. Um, but as far as a, a pecking order goes, you know, when going back to that analogy of your, your heart, your mind, uh, your body, sometimes you, you feel conflicted in yourself. Well, conflict only happens for one of, of two reasons. Uh, conflict happens when there is incomplete knowledge or when there are cross purposes. So like uh, you and I, if we want the same thing, then we would only conflict over how to achieve that thing if our, our knowledge was incomplete. Uh, there's, we, I have one opinion about how to do it. You have another opinion about it because our, our knowledge isn't totally full. If we had full knowledge and we wanted the same thing, we would approach it the, the same way. Um, and the other reason would be cross-purposes. We might have conflict with one another because we want different things. Well, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's total union in, in purpose. There's total fullness of knowledge. So there's never any, uh, never any conflict within the, the Godhead. And so, yeah, I mean, a, a pecking order would, would really be nothing more than semantics if everybody is of the same mind anyway. Yeah, so talk about sin in the spirit. Uh, you know, maybe maybe the father says, "Spirit, go." The spirit says, "I was going anyway." You know, so that's that's sort of uh, immaterial. But thinking about Jesus um, taking on flesh, Jesus becoming the the Son, I think John one is a great place to to go with that. You know, as you look in the first couple of verses of John chapter one, here it's going to be referring to Jesus as the Word. And it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So that describes Jesus' nature at the very beginning. Verse 2, and he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. 
All right, so he has the, the full nature of God, the full equality with God. And we're going to see in verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. All right, so as the Word, as Jesus, becomes flesh, uh, you know, that's that, that kind of changes his role for that, that time period. Um. Yeah, so I, I hope that that helps. Yeah, that helps. Thanks. Mm-hmm. When I think about what what you read in, in John, I think about for me it connects everything, and it validates obviously scripture, but it also validates Christ. You know, uh, for me the Word becomes flesh, and to me it's um, you know maybe it's because I choose to understand it, or I'll, I definitely have the knowledge or and the, the content, but have the desire to, but to me, it just all makes sense to me that, you know, you have all three connected and, and I, I can see that, that they're working together, uh, that all things are working together. Um, but so for me, there's no, you know, for me, it's an understanding it's, we are definitely monotheistic and not polytheistic. So I think if, you, if people would just understand and see places like John uh, 1 and all those places are just these different verses that you would, it's easy to understand that we are. Yeah, sure, absolutely. It's just a, a misunderstanding uh, that they would have to uh, think that we're polytheistic. We're very clearly not, but it, it is uh, it is something that takes a, a little uh, explanation, and uh, but it, it's not as difficult as people make it out to be, I, I think. And and I was thinking about as we kind of head down the the back stretch here, just in a minute. Um, all, I think we know that all things matter. What we're talking about the purpose of this podcast. But uh, let's say at your you know at breakfast or at your break, favorite coffee place or your favorite uh, where you eat lunch during the day, and you have those conversations. Why would people be interested? Why does it? Why does it matter? And we know I'm asking a loaded question. Sure, we know it matters, but but how can we get people to understand why it matters? Okay, so this this is not just uh, an intellectual exercise. It, it's not, and it's something I don't want people to throw their hands up and and just say, "Well, it's a mystery; we can't understand it." Because understanding the Trinity and why it matters enhances our our appreciation for the nature of God. It goes to his very core of who God is. All right, so because of the Trinity, then let's think about what existed before the the world. What existed before the beginning? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father loves the Son. The Son loves the Spirit. The Spirit loves the Father. They all love each other. So that means that at the very core of God's essential nature is love. You know, 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 says, the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. How can you say God is love? Because love is at the very center of his his nature. If the Trinity were not true and there were only, you know, a, a Muslim view of God where it's, it's, it's you know, just one, one uh, personality, just a complete singularity there, then... That means love would be a a created thing, not an essential thing. All right, so that would make it really no more important than any other created virtue. But the love is the greatest. It's essential because it's an essential characteristic of God. As there's this kind of um, 
cosmic's not the right word. This this divine dance, this divine movement of of the three around each other, and you even kind of see that that movement around each other echoed throughout creation from the atom. You know, you got uh, electrons, you know, circling around the the protons and the neutrons all the way up to uh, solar systems with moons and planets and stars and you know, galaxies. All that, that that movement and circling around each other. That's uh, sort of a picture of the Godhead. Is you've got the the three circling around each other in in love, and that being a a defining essential characteristic, which makes it understandable why love is the greatest virtue. It's an essential Christian virtue. We can't know God, literally. We cannot know God if we do not know love. And then that all, to me, that all connects the, the Trinity in and of itself. And I, I wanted to share uh, or just make a point here is that uh, you, know, you talk about uh, verbiage, uh, terminology. While Godhead... Um, scholars tell us is found three times uh, in the King James Version of the Bible, the term Trinity is not found in the Scriptures. So my point with that in bringing that up is this, is that we as Christians and we as evangelizing Christians, we have to make sure that we, that's another reminder to me, the Scripture's telling me that I need to make sure that I'm sticking to what Scripture says when we don't, then we're just pulling man's ideas, and then now that's been taken and that's been misconstrued, and then, then that becomes what people, someone follows. The next thing you know, people are following something that's not even in, or they are arguing over something that's not even in Scripture. You know, So for me, I, that's a reminder to myself. I'm pointing the fingers at me that I need to make sure that if I'm going to discuss something, I need to make sure that it's plainly you know, listed or found or documented in Scripture. Otherwise... I'm a dog chasing my tail. Sure. Uh, I think this is a good time to plug. We've got some old episodes. Well, they're not that old, but former episodes on the Holy Spirit, and there's some on Jesus. So if anybody would like to listen more about specific parts of the Godhead, I don't th- we haven't covered the Father yet. Yeah, maybe we need to and have like a, a Godhead suite of, of episodes. <laughs> we can do it. I can make it happen. <laughs> Uh, and you know, for me that, you know, you guys have done a, done a great job, I think, pulling that together, uh, and answering the question, you know, what is the Trinity? Uh, how can we understand it and, and why does it matter? And for me, the, the, why does it matter? It matters because we need to make sure that with soul training or just Bible studies, we need to make sure that what we're talking about is found in scripture. Otherwise, uh, we're going down a slippery path of destruction. Yeah. Well, that that path of destruction, you can see lots lots of places. Um, in fact, it seems to be folks that want to talk about that that don't know a, a lot about the Bible talk about the most. Obscure. I don't want to say obscure, but man, it's like straight into Revelation, the deeper revelations where folks like to dig, and that's that's not necessarily the first place you want to jump into in a Bible study, but. You know, it's like you said that they almost want to pick the the most things that they probably they're they're banking their question or their debate on knowing or thinking that you probably will struggle with that also. Then they can, you know, I'm assuming here, but maybe, uh, maybe. Well, let's just agree to disagree. Well, I think I think folks here 
they hear bits and pieces here and there. I know this is a sign of the end of times because this thing was found. Revelation says there's going to be earthquakes. Well, we had an earthquake. The world's coming to an end. But they don't necessarily think, well, there's been earthquakes since the earth's been around. Mm-hmm. You know? I'll say this as Dano kind of helps us put, you know, head towards closing the barn doors here is that without context, you don't have meaning. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And you, know, you talk about uh, questions people bring up. It, it's it's an old distraction technique whenever things are getting too personal. You know, thinking about uh, John chapter 4 when Jesus is talking with the Samaritan woman. As soon as he brings up her marriage situation, you know, that that's that's pointing at at her her sin and her uh, low status in in society and and it's a it's a sense of area an area that that hurts and um, so as soon as that happens she counters with a theological question and she says you know the the Jews worship one place and Samaritans worship somewhere else so what do you say about where you ought to worship and so we're we're distracting from mm-hmm. from what's personal. Uh, and, and that that can be the situation with some of those questions you were uh, referencing. But I really I don't think the Trinity uh, is. Well, maybe somebody uses the Trinity like that. But uh, I think we can turn back to why uh, that has real theological significance and meaning, and uh, we can be uh, really we can appreciate God that much more because of His triune nature. All souls matter because all Scripture matters. <laughs> Uh, that's not the way you normally say it, but it's I appreciate not. that. I, know, <laughs> sure. I, just, I, I just wanted to see if you were awake behind your mask. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Al, and thank you, Big Joe, Big Show Joe. <laughs> Mixing it all up here. <laughs> uh, and we want to thank the elders at the South Green Street Church of Christ for making uh, soul training possible. And as always, we mostly want to thank you, our dear listener, for letting us be a part of your day Five star rating. Oh yeah, give us a, a five star rating. I haven't made that appeal here in a few episodes, so uh, maybe you've uh, forgotten. Uh, give us a, a five star rating. Share it. Recommend it to your friends. Uh, hope that it's been helpful to you, and maybe it'll be helpful to them also. Um, yeah, if anybody has any questions or any topic ideas for new episodes, let us know. Uh, we're not well. Daniel and Alan aren't afraid to hop into anything. I just press record is all I do. <laughs> and stir the pot a little bit. I stir the pot some. Yeah, yeah. So we we want to know what's uh, what's interesting to you and what would be helpful to you, and we uh, we want to hear from you. So send us an email. Uh, and until next time, keep soul training. Soul training. Uh-huh. Time to practice what you preach. Ooh, yeah. Yes, we do. We've got soul training. To learn more, you can email us at soultrainingpodcast at gmail.com or you can write to us P.O. Box 503 Glasgow, Kentucky 42142 That's Soul Training.